Hello, good afternoon, and thank you for joining our discussion on how to speak maintenance, where we decode maintenance talk so that everybody can understand what pulls our maintenance teams in different directions. My name is Jason Fine. I'm joined by Becca Ramadi with TAAEF. Hello, Becca. Hi, Jason. And uh, today, our special guest is Grant Almquist, who is the owner of Texas Apartment Pool Services. Thanks for joining us, Grant. Happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Would you be willing to tell us about your company and and uh, how long you've been in the pool industry? Sure. I've uh, been in the pool industry for going on 26 years. Started the company uh, seven or eight years ago. We are a full service pool company for the multifamily industry. Anything uh, customers need for their pool, we can take care of, whether it be, whether it be weekly maintenance, equipment repairs or replacement. Uh, education, furniture, remodels, you name it. For a multifamily, we do it. Oh, that's great. And you're based out of Houston? We are. We're based out of Houston statewide. Uh, we cover uh, multifamily statewide for repairs and renovations. In the Houston area, we can offer the weekly maintenance. Oh, that's great. You're going to be a, a great guest for our, our topic today. So we're gonna, today, our conversation is going to be about pools. Uh, with, the, with the hot weather, pool season is from a high level. You know, what are the two key things that a property manager can focus on that would increase their chances of their pool being open all season? Filtration and chemicals. Those are your two main items for your pool to make sure it stays blue and clear. Uh, those two have to be good, making sure you're, you're cleaning your filters properly and then keeping your chemicals in the levels they need to be. If that stays constant, you've got a really good chance of keeping your pool blue and clear year round. That's true. Well, let's dig into it. Let's break down the components. The first piece is, you know, you've got all these trees and flowers and all this stuff is blooming. And with that comes uh, challenges to your filtration system. At the pool, what sort of things should they be looking for and, and what systems should they be uh, checking on a regular basis? Well, if you definitely if you have a pool around trees, uh, Checking your skimmer baskets multiple times a day uh, will help in that because a, a clogged skimmer basket will slow down your filtration, which will then again hurt your water quality. So checking your skimmer baskets two or three times a day. Uh, a lot of people say they don't have time, but it doesn't take that much time. Uh, just, just empty those bad boys and that'll help keep your water flowing. It'll keep your pump baskets empty, uh, all that fun stuff. So uh, those on the, on the pool deck are, are very important. That's that's great. I, I shared a, a little diagram that I found on the internet today. Uh, so it, what you're looking at is the pool skimmer and uh, kind of walk us through. I mean, you can see the deck up at the top right, the top left hand side, correct? And the lid. Sure. Yep. And then so they just all they do is pull the lid up and, and pull the basket out just to verify that it's it's not clogged up with leaves and debris, correct? Correct. Yep. Empty that bad boy and good to go. And that seems like something, Grant, that even I could do. <laughs> it is very simple, yes. Uh, you just want to make sure that they are in good condition. A cracked skimmer basket does you no good, and one that floats does you no good. So make sure it stays down and it's it's intact, and it will do its job for you. That's important. Yeah, definitely after a storm, I think we had some storms last night, and the trees were, were blowing around and checking those baskets uh, you know, to make sure that they're not clogged with leaves and, and branches is, is a pretty important topic, right? Yes. Yep. Again, it will slow down your filtration and the slowing down of your water is not a good thing. So 
if the water level drops in the pool, I mean, with uh, evaporation, with bathers getting in and out, the water level will, will drop over time, correct? Yes, you can expect to lose a quarter inch of water per day to evaporation alone. Uh, so if you have a lot of swimmers and they're taking that water out when they get out as well and all the splash out, uh, you're going to lose quite a bit of water during the summer uh, just due to the use and nature. Definitely. And so on this diagram, you've got the coping, you've got the water line right there. So if it drops below what is, is titled here, the weir, right? If it drops the, below that, then the water's not going to go through and, and get to the pumps, correct? Correct. If it drops below your skimmer, uh, you're more than likely going to lose prime in your pump, which means your pump gets a lot of air in it. You're no longer pulling water and you're in danger of uh, not only your water going bad because it's not filtering anymore, but you're in danger of burning up your pump as well. Well, and that's costly. Yes. Especially with the new regulations on pumps these days, right? With the VFD pumps yes. versus the standard older pumps. VFD, VFD stands for variable frequency drive, correct? There's variable frequency. There's variable speed. There uh, we work, work mostly with the variable speed because they're easier to understand uh, and they're easier to program. The variable frequency, they're a little bit of a different program, but uh, they're all, they all basically do the same. Uh, but a lot of those have the safety backing release systems in the programming as well. And so if your water were to drop below that level and the pump were to pull a bunch of air, it would shut itself off. Definitely. And so you wouldn't have that problem with your equipment burning up, but you still have no water movement. So you're looking at a bad, bad looking pool. Just sounds expensive. If you're not it is. <laughs> if you're not in tune with the pool world, then you don't know. I mean, all that just sounds like you're just paying a lot of money for replacing. They, they are more expensive, but uh, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, have everyone look at it. The the DOE did pass that law, and so we are rapidly running out of single speed pumps and motors. Oh, I'm sure. Well, with that being said, let's move into the pump room. I mean, there we talked about making sure that the pool is free of debris, making sure that the water level is at the right, uh, the right height in your pool, and then making sure that your skimmer baskets are free of, of leaves and flowers. Then you move into the pump room. And I, I found a picture of a, a pump online that you know we could just demonstrate. Um, and what is, he, what is he pointing at right there at the front? That's another, it looks like another basket, right? He's pointing at the, the pump lid. Yes, you take that lid, turn the pump off, take that lid off. There is a basket in there that is there to catch any debris that gets through the skimmer basket to get it before it gets through the pump and into the filter. Because if you get a bunch of leaves into your pump, they can clog up your impeller. And your impeller is basically the engine that moves the water through your, your system. So if your impeller clogs up, even though your pump is on, Again, you won't pull any water. So those baskets are very important to empty as well. I, I remember when I first started getting into the, the pool industry and, and, and property management, it, I learned that way. You know, I learned about those. Now there's two baskets, not just the one that's out by the pool. You got to make sure that you're taking care of both those baskets. So Correct. it's a it's a good thing to teach property managers and, and leasing agents to, that are out and about. And if they're walking past the pool pump room and they they have a couple minutes. It's always good to poke your head in and take a look inside. And most of those covers are clear, correct? Yes. Uh, pump, pump lid should be clear. Yep. Right. So um, from there, I, I mean, sometimes and I'm glad you brought up the impeller. I mean, because the impeller that, you know, that could cause issues with your pump as well and filtration and, and be a, a culprit for causing your pool to turn green. 
Correct. Yeah, because it'll um, sit on the water as well. The pump the will run, it just won't pull any water. Right. And then the filter. Maybe you can walk us through like what to look for on the filter. Okay, sure. So there's three main types of pool filters, DE, sand, and cartridge. Uh, each one of them does need to be cleaned uh, different ways depending on the filter you have, obviously. Uh, but if your filter gets clogged up, it's not going to filter the water. And again, you're going to run into to a quality problem. So making sure you're checking. Uh, the best way to know if you need to check your filter or clean your filter is, a, is the pressure. You want to first know what your starting pressure is. So uh, say your starting pressure is 10. Once you get to 18, you want to clean that filter whichever way you need to do it. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Some of those, uh, the newer pressure gauges too, that they can even put a little mark on there that say, you know, hey, this is the pressure that you need to start looking at cleaning your filters, correct? Yep, you can turn the collar and it's got a green and a red arrow and uh, you set the green arrow at your starting pressure. And once you get your needle gets up to the red, you want to clean your filter. It's, it's interesting because sometimes you can walk in these rooms and you can feel lost, especially if you've never done anything with pools, you've never worked with pools. And so once you start to understand the flow and you start to, you know, have these little dummy proof items, right? Like the little marks on the filter pressure gauge or, you know, just flow flow arrows, right? Being able to label all your pipes and show where the how the flow goes through the system. That could help anybody better understand what they're looking, where to look for and what to look for as well, right? Definitely. The more information, the better. So uh, whatever you can do to, to help out whomever's going into your pump room, uh, whether it be a seasoned maintenance guy or a guy who just started yesterday, if he, the more information he's got, the more successful you're going to be. Yeah. Well, you, the other thing you talked about, so you said the two main things that we need to focus on are filtration and um, water chemistry. So let's, let's start talking about water chemistry. So what are some takeaways that our, our listeners can uh, use when it comes to water chemistry and, and what our teams can do to help make sure their water chemistry is where it needs to be? Well, to start, you need to make sure you're testing properly. So uh, in most instances, uh, the state says you need to check your water three times a day, every day. And that includes Sunday. So uh, to, to abide by state law, three times a day, and that is the best way to make sure you're adjusting your chemicals as needed. Because if you don't know what your levels are, you you can't fix them. Yeah, that's true. So there's different things and they all interact with each other as well, correct? Yes, all the chemicals do work uh, hand in hand and uh, your chlorine and pH, those are the two main ones you need to check. The, the state says you need to check three times a day. Uh, and so the higher your pH, the less uh, effective your chlorine is. So that's why you want to keep those in the ideal ranges. And it's, and it's interesting when you start really diving into it and how the water it will tell you what, maybe there's something wrong, you know, if it's green or if it's cloudy and, and, and the longer you're in the industry, the, the, the more in tune you are with those, those telltale signs as well, correct? Oh, yeah. The more you're working around, and each pool's different. Pools are like people. They all have their own personalities. They all have their own wants and needs. Uh, so you can go from one pool to the next, even on the same property, and it's going to act different. So uh, just the more you know about it and the more you're around it, the more you're going to uh, just be able to look at it and see if there's a problem or not. That's true. Now, in my, in my time working with pools, 
I've seen different testing methods, right? There's the strips and then there's the drops, right? What do you, what are your, what's your preference? Uh, preference is at minimum, the drops, uh, the, the strips, uh, it's a point of contention, uh, whether they're even allowed or not via the state. Uh, but they're, they're so, they're not as accurate, uh, cause it's, it's really based off of, uh, your color perception and if your bottle's faded. So I really don't recommend strips. Uh, minimum, you can go with the drops or you can go up to photometers and electronic testing. It just all depends on how much money you're willing to spend and uh, how much time you want to take doing it. It's true. Uh, and if I'm a, maybe I'm a small time property management company, right? Maybe I have a, you know, I just started getting into it and I've got a small, uh, you know, hundred unit property and, and I, maybe I don't, have the right people on site or, or we're still we're still learning about water chemistry you know you and i were talking earlier about you know maybe taking your pool water to a, a pool um like a pool vendor like leslie's right sure yeah most most pool stores even the small ones offer free testing they'll print out a report and um just kind of guide you and what changes you need to make and if you tell they them give the, you a baseline so that you can know where you're starting from and where you should be and how to maintain that. Correct. Uh, most of the time, if you give them the dimensions of your pool, they can be able to tell you how many gallons are in it and they can be able to tell you how much soda ash to add or how much chlorine to add and they'll help you out through the process. So, or you can be able to talk to Grant here and be able to maybe set up a contract and have them take care of your pools as well. Right, Grant? Happy to help. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. you know, real Real quick, we were talking about total dissolved solids, right? And what what is that again? That's where you've just added so many chemicals to your pool over the years or over time, and it's just, it can't absorb anything else, correct? Well, TDA, total dissolved solids are, are in essence, all of the solid matter in the pool that is just mixed into solution that you mm -hmm. can't see. So the higher that level gets, your, your water is going to get cloudier and cloudier because there's all that solid matter in there uh, that is showing itself via cloudy water. Uh, so if, if you look at it this way, so as, as I know a lot of uh, science classes, the teacher would take a spoon of sugar and mix it in a glass of water and the sugar disappears. Uh, but then you take that same water and you boil it and the sugar stays in the bottom. So same thing here. The total dissolved solid is that sugar. It's all the stuff that you were to snap your fingers and evaporate your water away. It's all the solid matter that's going to stay in the bottom of the pool. So the more and more that builds up, the harder it is to keep a good looking pool. Uh, and the only way to get rid of that is to drain the water out of the pool. It can be expensive, but you were saying most of the time you're going to do it on a more frequent basis with your spa, right? Correct. So spas, of course, are smaller. Uh, so, and there, the, the usage in a spa per the volume of the spa is extremely high. Mm -hmm. uh, so that TDS level is going to go up a lot faster. So in the summertime, if you have a spa on a commercial property, we just recommend draining that thing every other week. Just make it a force of habit, drain it. It's going to be about a thousand gallons, uh, give or take. And, um, but it's going to help your equipment last longer because you're resetting that, that chemical, uh, relationship there, you're going to keep your heater from uh, from getting damaged via the bad water chemistry, uh, and just it's just a lot easier on your maintenance staff, and it's make your your 
residents a lot happier because the spa is going to stay looking good because you're replacing that water every so often. Definitely. Man, it's a lot of great information. So water filtration, making sure that you, you, you have proper filtration through your skimmers, through your pumps, making sure your impeller is not impacted by debris, uh, right? We talked about uh, the filters, making sure that the pressure is not too high and, and cleaning that out periodically, whether it's like the cartridge or, or it's backwashing on a DE filter, right? DE or sand, yes, sir. Backwash yeah. both of them. Yep. And then um, making sure your chemistry is in balance. Man, this is, this is a lot of great information. Once again, this is Grant, and he is the owner of the Texas Apartment Pool Services Company. And uh, you can find him on LinkedIn and on Facebook. Or go to our website. And nice. Grant, you know, we talk about this. This show is really we want everyone to speak maintenance. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about speaking pool maintenance, you know, if there's three things that, you know, the office team or property manager um, could do to help the maintenance team with their pools, what are those three things in your eyes? Uh, one, if they're able to help uh, make sure the uh, water level stays where it needs to be. Because uh, after a, a, a busy even a Saturday going into Sunday, most maintenance isn't on site, but there's usually somebody in the office. Uh, take a look and see where, where your water level's at and maybe turn that fill line on and help fill that pool back up. Uh, that'll that'll help coming in Monday with the backwashing and the cleaning if that water level's already where it needs to be. Uh, second thing would be to uh, enforce the, the attire for swimming. Uh, so you should have a sign that says swim attire only because if you get in, get people to get in with cotton shirts and denim jeans or shorts and we see it all. Uh, but if people get in and start swimming and things like that, that's going to uh, clog up your skimmer. The lint will clog up your skimmer baskets, clog up your pump baskets. It'll actually clog up your impellers and it'll work, work its way to your filter and shorten the life of your filter. <laughs> if, if nobody's on site on Sunday, uh, teach teach whoever's in the office to go out and if there's no maintenance there to check that water and, and that way if there is an issue with the chemistry that they can uh, maybe call somebody on call to come address that so it doesn't go bad through Sunday into Monday. That's great. And that's a great point. It doesn't need to be maintenance, right? I mean, testing, if, if you teach somebody and you show them how to use the, the drop method and to check the colors and record it on the pool log there's no reason why somebody in the office couldn't be able to help out with that correct and once you once you know what you're doing to check your minimum chlorine to ph takes you less than five minutes definitely that's great great tips well this is a great conversation i appreciate your time grant and oh, thank uh you. yeah becca do you do you mind telling everybody where they can find our our, our conversations sure so to find previous episodes of how to speak maintenance or our other program, Hints from HR, you can check out TAAEF's, the Texas Apartment Association Education Foundation's Facebook page, or we're also on YouTube as Texas Apartment Careers, and you can find them all there. Or if you prefer to listen, you can find both shows as podcasts, wherever you wherever you find your podcast, you can search for TAAEF or each of the shows, and you'll find them there. Awesome. Great. Thanks for your time, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. See you next time.